Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Gay Side Stories. I am your host, Trillificent, also known as TJ, Kufi, Kunloaf, Kuni, Darky Fakasha, uh, so on and so forth. Hmm, I'm not really sure why I have so many nicknames, but you know, I rock with it, it's cool. I'm riding solo this week, uh, my co-host Chelshire is out sick. You guys send him some love and, you know, send him some news or whatever it takes to make him feel better. Let him know that you're thinking about him. As always, you guys can find more information about this show and its hosts at GaySideStories.com. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music. Make sure you subscribe, rate, comment, and share. Sharing the links helps other people find us, helps us grow, helps us reach a bigger audience. I'm going to move right along. Uh, This week on the School and Life, uh, (laughs) this week's School and Life is near and dear to my heart. Um... I, I'm filled with such happiness just thinking about it that I can barely get it out. But um, <clears throat> my school in life is the birth of baby Texas Hummingbird. My little nuzzin, she's finally here, and she is perfect. She's a perfect little beige nugget of goodness and all that is right in the world. I'm so thrilled that she's here. I'm so happy for my bestie, uh, Texas Hummingbird, Nikki. Um, I love you guys, and I'm excited to be a part of her life and to see this little joy grow up. Um, If you guys have uh, School in Life, something that you want to suggest, you can send that right on over to us at GaySideStories at gmail.com or use the contact form on the site. Moving right along... This week in Trill Mines, again, this is near, and it's not dear, but it is near because I am a resident of Texas. I found an article that said Rick Perry, which if you don't know who he is, he's the former governor of this state, and he is also on Trump's cabinet, but I don't even want to give him that glory. Anyway, it says Rick Perry is challenging Texas A&M's election of its first gay student body president. So this story is actually near to me for two reasons. Number one, because I live in Texas. Number two, because I did go to Texas A&M University. So when I saw this, you know, immediately I was like, oh, wait a minute. Let me let me take a closer look. So this article, Rick Perry is challenging the results of the election, claiming that it was rigged for the sake of diversity. So what happened was the front runner was disqualified from the race due to campaign spending violations. There were also allegations that he was, you know, using um, bullying tactics and things of that nature to solicit votes, but that didn't go anywhere. But they did ding him for spending too much, you know, violating those rules. So the winner by default was an openly gay man named Bobby Brooks. And so Rick Perry, with his raggedy ass, decides, oh, um, there must be something wrong here. Like the whole thing needs to be looked into again because it, basically to paraphrase, he was like progress for the sake of progress should be discouraged. It really felt like for Harry Potter fans out there, uh, Harry Potter and the order of the Phoenix with professor Umbridge was like, Oh, you know, we should not progress just for the sake of progression. That's exactly what it felt like. And to that, I say, Rick Perry, fuck you. And it was funny to me because uh, a lot of the, like the panel that made the decision 
they didn't even know Rick Perry had anything to say about it until like the Houston Chronicle called them or like, hey, do you have any comment? And someone said something to the effect of, I would think that someone in his position wouldn't have time to be worried about what's going on at a student body election at his alma mater. Like, really, sir, you have bigger fish to fry. Actually, you don't because you have a job and you don't know what the fuck you're doing. So I can see why you're trying to move some weight and feel make yourself feel important. It's very, very Trump-like of you. And again, fuck you, you're pretty much just an ain't award of a person and... That's all I have to say about that. All right. So let's get into this week's topic. We're going to talk about relationship woes. Now, this is going to be a story, but it's not my personal story. It's adjacent to me. Um, I like to call this story Caucasian persuasion. And the reason being is that uh, I used to have an old roommate and old friend um, she was white. I met her when I was in college at Texas A&M and I lived with her after I got kicked out of my parents' house. And, you know, if you want to hear more about that dramatic story, refer to episode 10, The Parent Trap. Anyway, so she was moving down from Oklahoma for a job transfer. She hit me up and she was like, hey, I've never lived in a big city before. I'm kind of scared. Do you want to be roommates? And because I was going through such turmoil at home, I was like, oh, this is perfect. Because I was like, man, how am I going to be able to afford, you know, my car and, and rent? Like, how am I going to be able to do all of this? And then here she came and I was like, oh, thank God. A way out. Um, she was very different when we moved in together. I moved in a couple weeks before her. Um... And when she came down, it was she was just a different person to me. She was so relationship oriented. I mean, at the same time, she was very professionally oriented. Like her career was very important to her, but she had relationships right right up there. And there's nothing wrong with being relationship oriented. But when you're relationship oriented to the point that you make foolish choices, that's when you need to take a step back and reevaluate, which did not happen. Anyway, it was a lot of problematic um, behavior, but at the time, my thought was, well, I'm her friend, but I have to let her make her own choices. And as long as she got her half of the rent and the bills, what she does is none of my business, right? That's usually how we think about those types of things. Um, she was also one of those white people who grew up in a rural area with a lot of black people, so she was very black oriented i guess you would say she only dated black men you know she she was a part of a lot of organizations that were geared towards black people she even held office in one of those organizations um but i never really doubted her sincerity because she did the work you know it wasn't just i'm here just to be looked at by black people or i just want to try to fit in somewhere it was no rachel dolezal shit is basically what i'm saying you know, she would be in the trenches doing the work. She was, you know, setting presidents and presidents and she was um, willing to to get her hands dirty and 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 organize things and and go help Habitat for for uh, humanity and things of that nature. So it was I didn't have a problem with her doing those things. Um, but anyway. That was in college, and, you know, we hadn't seen each other for a while. So when we moved in together, 
when she came down from Oklahoma, she came down and she had a boyfriend that was living in Houston, which is where we live. Um, and I'm not sure. I didn't know at the time where she found him. Where did he come from? I have no idea. He didn't last long. And from there, it was like she was going through dudes like draws. I mean, like fruit of the loom. Every every piece of fruit in the damn loom, she was going through it. And I was like, you know, do your thing. But at one point, I started to think and I was like, okay, wait a minute. You traipsing a lot of people through this shared space. Like if you live on your own and you want to have every nigga from here to 1960 coming through your house and doing whatever, that's fine. But this is shared space. Like you don't just be bringing all these strangers in and not letting me know who are these people. You don't even know them. The first time that you're meeting them is when you're bringing them to the house, which again, I'm, mm, I had to ding myself a little bit because that's a little hypocritical. But again, I wasn't, I've not done that in a shared space again you do whatever you want to do when your name is the only one on the lease but when two names are on the lease you need to be a little bit more considerate so i find out later that she's meeting all of these dudes from black planet and not only was she meeting them on black planet but she was like scraping the bottom of the barrel i mean she was like digging into the goo that is that festers under the barrel that when it's been sitting there for a long time i mean like just the trashiest of niggas. I don't know where she was. I don't know how. I don't know where. And it was crazy because I'll, she wasn't an ugly woman, but she was chunky. And the guys, it just didn't mesh. I'm just like, something in the milk is not clean. Because these dudes that you bringing around, they just don't go with you, with your image. But she was one of those, oh, you know, my dude need to have swag and he need to do this and he need to do that. And I'm just listening. I'm like, OK, your list of priorities. Is, I don't hear job. I don't hear transportation. I don't hear goals. You worried about swag. Swag is subjective, like really, truly. I mean, we were like 25 and I'm just like swag, really? But you when we're alone, you're talking about how you want to build a family and you want to have a life. You can't build no family, no life with swag if it's not backed up by other things. So then, whew. so I'm gonna get to the, it's two main parts of this story. This is the first one. So she meets this 19 year old Nigaroni and she is just over the moon. I mean, just like, oh my God, you just don't understand. He, he's just like me, except he's a dude. And da 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 da. I'm like, first of all, I'm like, this dude is 19. We are 25, and that's not a big age gap. But we are, but we are in two completely different parts of our life. She and I are young professionals. We're trying to build our careers and get our money up. And you got this dude who is in college. And from what I remember, I'm not really doing much there either. But, I mean, it was red flags from the beginning. When she first told me about this guy, and she's like, no, no, I take that back. She wanted to, she wanted him to come over to the apartment. And by this time, I had already told her about bringing all these strangers into the apartment because I'm thinking, 
we don't know these dudes. They, you never know. You could be getting scammed on Black Planet. They could come in here and rob us blind. Like, don't be bringing all these strangers into the house. You need to meet them in public first. And when I say in public, I mean with other people around just in case they're crazy before you bring them to this shared space. So then she asks me when she meets this guy, you know, is it okay for him to come to the apartment? And I was like, hell to the motherfucking no. He can't come to the apartment. I don't know him and no, neither do you. So she goes... And against my advice, she goes and meets him in like a parking lot somewhere. And I'm like, girl, this is not safe. And you are lily white. I don't know what it is that you're doing, but you need to stop. But all I can do is say that I'm your friend. I want you to be safe. You know, let me know where you are, but you're grown. I can't stop you from doing it. So red flag number one, she tells me, yeah, I met this guy and you know, he, you know, we're talking, but he's using his ex-girlfriend's phone. And I'm like, mm -hmm. he can't go get him like a Go phone or like a Walmart phone. Why is he using his ex-girlfriend's phone? Like, you just asking for trouble. And so, you know, they develop a relationship of very, 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 very fast. I mean, like Sonic the Hedgehog, when he, when you get that power up and he turns like, bright yellow and he's fucking everything up like that's how fast this relationship moved she was driving to and from his school every weekend to pick him up bring him back spend the weekend and then take him back so and i believe it was four hours one way so she was driving 16 hours a week to go get this dude and bring him home and when i tell you she picture it it's like on TV shows when somebody's balling and they go to like the mall and they slow-mo the frame and they got all these bags and they twirling stuff and they just laughing and swiping the credit card. Like that was literally her and this guy. I mean, every time they came in, they had bags full of shit. They going out to eat all the time. I mean, when I, it ain't tricking if you got it. Whoever said that is a motherfucking lie. Because when I was there, she was tricking. She was tricking. And I just kept thinking like, Lord. Lord, what is this girl doing? At least please let him have like a platinum penis. Like he's got to be like massaging the bottom side of her brain with it. And I didn't really get that instance because she's kind of, you know, she was kind of prudish. But you never, I mean, that does not necessarily mean that she wasn't, you know, doing backflips off the ceiling in the bedroom but i was just like something it just didn't feel right i was like what are you getting out of this so two months later <laughs> y'all i'm sorry this part and i know my friends that know this are probably about to start seething because they remember all of this craziness so two months later y'all she met this boy in january in march she and i are sitting on the couch and she has this look on her face. So I'm like, okay, it's about to be some bullshit. So she's looking at me and she's like, hey, have you seen that um that car out there, that charger? It's been sitting out there for a while. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, uh, we got some new neighbors or something? Like, you know who car that is? And so she gets this little sheepish look on her face and she's like, that's my car. And I'm like, bitch, what? You already have a car, what is happening? And my wheels are turning, but I want to hear it from the horse's mouth. I'm like, what you mean that's your car? 
And she's like, oh, well, I bought that for whatever the dude's name is. And I'm like, excuse me? She's like, I know it's only been three months, but, you know, driving up there to pick him up every week is killing me. And and I was like, wait, what? I'm like, push pause, rewind. What? She's like, yeah, I bought that car for some, I think his name started with a D, whatever, fuck him. Um, And I'm just looking at her like, are you? Are you insane? Are you on drugs? Are you high? Are you drunk? Are you, are you, are you terminal? Like, is something happening to you and you're trying to leave? What are you talking about? And she's like, yeah, I bought them that car. And I'm like, girl. And I, so I just sat down on the couch because I am completely flabbergasted. Just like, you really just told me that you bought a car for a young man that you just met two months ago. And then she argued me down that it was three months. And I'm like, shit, uh, January to March is two months. And she was like, oh, I'm like, so now you're telling me you done bought him a car. And neither one of you can do any math because he was not doing good in school either. And she laughed it off and I was serious, but you know, whatever. Um, and I'm just like, girl, look, look at me in my face. Look at me in my eyes. Look at me. Look at me. What are you doing? What is it that you are doing? And she's like, I just, when you know, you know, and you know, I know that it's right. And da, 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 da. And I'm just looking at her. And then she tells me the only thing is he don't have a license. What? So not only did you buy a car for a fresh 19 year old that you've only known for two solid American months, now you're going to tell me you bought a car for somebody that don't even have a goddamn license. Like, man, I have to calm down because I'm reliving this as I'm telling this story. And I'm still I'm look, I keep looking at my couch, imagining her sitting there and I just want to throttle her. Like, what are you talking about? So I'm like, so how is he supposed to drive a car and he don't have no license? And she's like, well, one of his friends is going to drive the car up there so he can use the car to take the driving test to get his license. And I said, you have completely lost your Caucasian ass mind. You are crazy. But she was in that phase where she did not want to listen. And I'm like, do any of your other friends know about this? Does your family know about this? And she's like, no, nobody knows. You know, I don't like people. And it's always that tired ass. I don't want nobody in my business. People always say, I don't want nobody in my business when they doing shit that they know they shouldn't be doing because they know that it's stupid. And I'm like, but she's like, but I'm telling you because, you know, he's going to be coming in. And then she was like, oh, you know, and I gave him a key. I was like, you gave him a key without clearing that with me? I'm like, it's two people that live here. And I don't just live here. My motherfucking name is on the motherfucking lease. I pay rent in this bitch. You don't just be giving keys to any old body. I don't give a damn how much you claim you love him. You've only known him for two months. You could give that nigga a key and then he could come in here and clean out everything while we are at work because he knows our schedules. Like, you need to make smarter decisions, ma'am. The fuck wrong with you? So I sat, I'm sitting on the couch and I say, okay. I said, I am going, I'm going to say this once because I feel like it's my duty as your friend to tell you this. And I'm not going to bring it up again. I'm going to let you, I can't make decisions for you. You have to live your life. But what I will say, you are completely fucking up the church's money. I don't know what it is that you're doing right now, but this is a poor decision. 
And I said, you are acting like girls that we used to laugh at in college. Like you cannot be this thirsty for this man's love and attention to be buying him a car. Then she turns around and tells me, y'all, well, I told him that he had to make a decision because either I was going to keep helping his mama with her bills or he was going to get a car. I couldn't do both. And I said that silence. That's exactly what I said. And I got up off the couch and went in my room and closed the door because I was completely and utterly done. You have bought this man clothes. You bought him a PS3. You have bought him whatever. He bought him a computer for school. You bought him a phone because you didn't like the fact that he was using his ex-girlfriend's phone. Then you got into an argument with the ex-girlfriend and telling her, oh, you can't provide for him like I can. Which are you, Barbara? Are you Shirley? Are you crazy? Like, what are you talking about? What, how you have it in your head that you somehow are better than someone else because you can trick off on a tired ass nigga and she can't? I'm like, maybe she not, maybe she's not doing that because for a reason. Maybe she knows something you don't. So moving on. Um, of course, as soon as he got that car, y'all, as soon as he got that, when I tell you his inner nigga came out and started shining bright like a diamond, he, I think he came home or to the, to our apartment once. And after that, I, she would be begging on, a, you know, are you coming home this weekend? You know, I bought you that car so that you could come home and da, 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 da. This man is all over the state of Texas and probably, and I believe Louisiana too in that car. It was a nice car. It was a charger on like 24s, tinted windows, like a, a, an ombre paint. I mean, it was that, it was banging. I mean, the inside was basic because I think it was a rental at one point, but the outside was banging. So of course you 19 and he was tall and light skin and you know, fit. I'm, he was probably... He, he probably needed a, a catcher's mitt to catch all the pussy that was being thrown at him. Courtesy of his girlfriend sitting at home looking like boo-boo the goddamn fool. So finally, after a few months, she, she can't take it no more. And the relationship is trash. She wants her stuff back. She wants her car back. He don't want to give it. Like, and... I, I don't blame him. I mean, it's trash, but I don't, I, I can't say I blame him at 19 and some girl gives you a damn car. You're not trying to give that up. That's just common sense. So finally she convinces him to give it up, but he's not going to bring it. She has to go get it. So I'm at work and she tells me this and then she's like, I'm going to ride up there with his mama and then uh, I'm going to drive that car back and his, his mama going to drive my truck back. And I'm just like, like, is, is, is bad decision your middle name? Like, is that, is that what you aspire to, to just be a poor decision maker? Cause I'm thinking to myself, you going to ride up on this man who is sure to have another girl there at the meeting and you're going to drive up there with his mom. I'm like, you don't know what these people could do to you. Cause clearly he is a scammer. Clearly he is a con artist. So I'm just thinking to myself, it's not a good decision for you to go up there with no real backup. Somebody that's in your corner, 
But again, she don't want to listen to reason. She don't want to wait. I'm like, wait till I get off work and I'll go up there with, no, I need to go right now. Okay, girl. I'm like, again, text me, call me, let me know you safe because I just, and this was before, before investigation discovery. I've always been suspicious, especially suspicious of niggas. I've always been suspicious. So the whole situation just had me turning up my nose like something is not, this is just not a good decision. So she goes up there and let her tell it, you know, she slapped him because he showed up. He had a, another car there, a girl in the car waiting. So she feels incest like, oh, you, you, you got this other girl and da, da, da. she says she slapped him. I don't believe it. There's no way in hell you're going to be up there. And this girl is in that car and his mama and they're going to let you slap him. Two black women going to let you slap him. I don't believe it. I don't buy it call somebody else bother somebody else with these lies I, I don't i don't buy it i don't believe it so he did not bring the ps3 but she did bring the phone back so she looked through the phone and his pictures of him in the car with in her the car that she bought for him and him and the girl are kissing and i mean it's all kinds of lovey-dovey shit in the phone so she's hurt and crying and you know i'm trying not to be a uh a i told you so type of person so i'm just like you know um there there it'll 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 be okay um yeah it, it'll it'll work out i'm sorry that you're hurt i i, I didn't know what to say because i'm looking at because inside i'm thinking you stupid this is what you get like what did you think was going to happen you know, so I had to try to try to calm that down. But um, fast forward a couple of months and in between she had dated some other guy. She dated a guy who and this is when I this is when I truly went. I mean, let me rephrase. This is when what I suspected of her was confirmed because she met a guy who worked at the same company as she did. He had his own car. He had an apartment. He had money. He was trying to take her out on dates. He was being a gentleman, and she could not stand him. She did everything in her power to find something wrong with him until finally she was like, I don't like the way he talked to me. He talked to me like I'm stupid. And I'm just like, have you told him that? And she's like, oh, he don't listen, and da-da-da-da-da, and, and he don't have no swag anyway. And that's when I knew it was bullshit. I was like, I'm I'm with you. If somebody's talking to you in a way that, that you don't like, you have every right to be upset and not want to fuck with them. But when you cop when you capitalize that with he don't have no swag, I was like, You've been looking for a reason not to like this guy. So, of course, what happens? She gets back with the nineteen year old. I don't know how, I don't know when. She tells me that and I'm just looking at her like you know, the, the look that Harriet Tubman, uh, Harriet Tubman, that um, Harriet Winslow used to have on Family Matters. That's how I was looking at her. Like, what you mean y'all got back together? And she's like, oh, you know, he's changed and all his homeboys been hitting me up about how, you know, he's so lost without me. He don't know what to do. And I'm like, and you believe that shit? I'm like, because niggas will say anything, anything. They will say anything to you and they will say anything on behalf of their homeboy. I was like, because I guarantee his homeboys that are calling you, talking about how lost he is without you, like he robbing thick, they were benefiting from him having stuff because of you. 
but she don't want to hear it. You know, and she's like, but I'm not giving him the car back. He has to prove himself to me. And I'm not giving him that car for like three months. And da 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 she gave him the car within a couple of weeks, of course. You know, gave him the phone back. He got everything. Um, fast forward and Christmas comes. And this is just to punctuate when I say that this man was a con artist like they could have made they could make a show on usa about him like so he plays it straight and tells her whatever you know he whispering in her ear and whatever you know and giving her dick at night or you know i parade that he was giving her dick at night i mean i i heard them once and i was like gross but you know i'm i'm like i just hope you're getting everything that you that you think you want because the shoe the other shoe is about to drop like Christmas comes around and when I say she bought his entire family gifts his whole fucking family she bought his mama some Rachel Ray Potts I'm like bitch we don't even have motherfucking Rachel Ray Potts what are you doing and she's like she bought him a new phone she I couldn't even keep up with all the gifts she bought and right after Christmas what happens dumped he broke up with her he didn't want to be with her he never wanted to be with her he just wanted some more stuff and he got it and he had the car again so then we had to go through this whole rigmarole of trying to get the car back again trying to get the ps3 back trying to get the phone back so finally he <laughs> so crazy y'all he drops the car off at his mama house catches a ride hops on a plane to dallas she goes over to his mama house to get the car. And I believe I went with her this time. I'm trying to remember. And um, we see the car. He left the phone in the car. We see the car, y'all. When I say that this man dogged that car out, you know how people are disrespectful of stuff when it's not theirs. Like they don't appreciate it and they treat it like it's trash. He did that with an entire car. I mean... The, the inside was so dirty. It looked like he had been transporting pigs. The I mean, it was all beat up. It was dirty. It had wrappers and trash all over the place. The outside was dirty. And then on the passenger side, the car was keyed so deeply. I mean, it was, it was a rage keying. Like someone put their whole wrist and forearm into that keying. They even keyed the taillight. I was like, uh, I was like, what the fuck happened to this car? And she was like, oh, you know, he went to the club and, you know, some dude thought he was trying to talk to, to his girl. So he went out and he keyed the car. And I said, do you, I said, do you enjoy being stupid? Or like, is this something that you put effort into? Or because that doesn't make, I've never, ever heard in the history of, of anything of a man keying another man's car because he thought he was trying to talk to his girl. I was like, you know that that's not true, right? And she's like, yes, it is. And I'm like, he's lied to you about everything else. Why would that be true? I was like, it is far more likely that he was doing something he wasn't supposed to be doing with one girl and another girl keyed this car. She don't want to hear it. I'm like, okay, whatever. Let's just take the shit back. She's like, well, it's not that bad. I'm going to get it buffed. And I'm like, you're not buffing that out, sweetie. It's fucked up. So, 
And of course, he did not give the PS3. Refused to give the PS3 back. Basically told her that it's his. Um, along with everything else, of course. I mean, you know, he ain't gonna, she's not going to get no shoes or no clothes back. I'm, don't, I'm not sure why she didn't get her computer and printer that she bought for him back. But, you know, it's neither here nor there. So, now she's stuck with two cars. Two cars and two car notes. And she's distraught. She don't know what to do. All of a sudden, she's like, oh, I can't afford to have these two cars. And da 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 And I'm like, but you didn't have no problem affording it before, so I'm confused. What's the problem? What's the issue? And she's like, I just I just can't do it, and I don't know what to do. And da 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 And I'm like, well, I don't know what to do either. Like, shit. I'm like, give the car up. And she's like, no, because then I'm going to have a repo on my credit. And I'm like, so what's the alternative? You're going to be sitting here with two cars in an apartment indefinitely paying two car notes. So she ends up voluntarily surrendering the car. Oh, man. You would think, you would think that after all of that, she learned her lesson. She did not. We move on. She dates more dudes, and I'm still looking like, mm, I'm not slut-shaming, but again, I live here too, and this revolving door that you have, and my room is by the front door. I don't like it. Who are these strangers in this house? I'm like, why don't you have these dudes take you out? Why don't you have them take you on a date, take you to dinner, take you to a show, go to the motherfucking movies, go to the skating rink, go to the park, go to the zoo, go to a museum, anything. Have them take you to get a pedicure, anything other than when you first meet them, you bring him to this house and sit up and set the tone for your interactions with this man and your relationship to be. He can do the bare minimum and you're going to do the motherfucking most. And that's what happened with every situation she had with him. And I'm just looking at it like, man, I'm like, it's hard to call you my friend because this is some hot ass funky bullshit, but you continue to do it and you are committed to it. I will, I will applaud your commitment to being foolish. I guess Uh, it's not much else I can applaud in these situations, but professionally she was stellar. She was, she was on it. I, I just, it was mind boggling to me. Like, how can you be so on it professionally and personally you are complete and utter trash anyway. So then she meets another guy, another black guy, of course, because she don't date nothing but black dudes. And I'm the whole time I'm sitting here like, I bet you it's a white man out there or a Hispanic man or whatever that will probably love. He will love the turds out of your ass. But you stuck on these black and not even black men. You stuck on niggas. And I know some of you, you know, are not black and you probably don't understand that. But black people, you know what I mean when I the the black men versus the nigga like nigga. There's niggas and then there's niggas. Basically, for non black people, what I mean is people who don't want to do anything for themselves. They're all about what they can get from someone else how she found every man in the city of houston texas that felt like a woman was supposed to take care of him i don't know but that was what she was bringing to the table actually i take that back they were coming to the table and she was bringing the table the tablecloth the cutlery the goddamn food the drink the dessert everything the napkins so she meets this guy 
a supposed arena football player, which, you know, my my eyebrow was lifted so damn high, you would have thought that I was on drugs. Because I'm like, arena football player? And I'm looking at him, and I'm like, I mean, he has an athletic build, but arena football player? And he ain't got nothing. He don't have no money. He ain't got no car. Nothing. I got to call bullshit. I must call bullshit. It's in my nature to do so. So she meets this guy and he practically moves in without my consent. And when I say practically moves in, because he was there all the mother fucking time. When I put my key into that goddamn deadbolt and I get to twist it and I up in that door, he's sitting on the couch. And I'm like, the fuck? I had bought a new TV to put in the living room for us to enjoy. I never got to watch or use my own TV unless they were not there. Because when I tell you he was always in that living room playing PS3 or watching TV all ways. I was like, don't you have a home? Like, why are you always here? I had to, like, to, and, and was disrespectful with it. Like, he would be in there in the middle of the night playing PS3, playing uh, online. So he was talking to other people, yelling and screaming. Like, I literally had to come out of my room and say, if y'all don't stop all this motherfucking noise, I'm going to beat every ass in this apartment. And they were like, whoa, bro, what's the problem? And I'm like, it is 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm trying to get some sleep and you are in here being the fuck loud. I will clobber you bitches. Shut the fuck up. My bad. After that, I I never heard a peep. But the fact that I even had to do that, like the fact that you are so inconsiderate that you would sit there in someone else's home making all that noise in the middle of the night. And then you who live here are so inconsiderate of me, your roommate, that you would not tell him, hey, keep the noise down. Anyway, she gets a new truck. But let me let me back up. Um, it was so bad that um, I ended up moving all of my stuff. <laughs> it was so petty. I ended up moving all of my stuff in that apartment to my room. And when I say all of my stuff, I mean everything. All the pots, my TV my uh recliner that i had in there i had a red recliner that was in the in the living room you know look color coordinating all that shit was in my room she came home i think it was during thanksgiving when they went wherever they went and she was like um did you already find a new apartment because by this time we had already talked about uh i was not renewing the lease and i was moving the fuck out trying to act surprised like you know good and well why i moved all of my motherfucking shit out that damn living room like stop, don't play with me you know i don't like nobody playing with me don't play with me anyway um moving along and it was just i, I just mm, mm, you know started to feel like a like a guest in my own home like i came home from work one day and i think i because i usually would work and i think i would get home at like six or seven you know back in I was working overtime, whatever it took. I was at motherfucking work. And so I come in and immediately I'm greeted by old day stranger nigga. I mean, it's just niggas everywhere in this apartment. Like it looked 
like the promo for Brazzers video or something. I'm just like, what are all these motherfuckers doing in this? So I come in and I'm just like, oh, here we fucking go. And she's like, oh, oh, um, you're home early. And I'm like, how am I home early? Like, this is my house. My name is on the lease. And she was like, oh, you know what I mean? She was trying to play it off because all the dudes that were in there were cracking up. But I'm like, you got your whole ass Caucasian nerve to tell me about coming home early to my own house. I was like, and I see that you didn't let me know that it was going to be 5,000 motherfuckers in here that ain't paying no motherfucking bills, but enjoying everything that we pay for in here. That's neither here nor there. <clears throat> so anyway, move a little bit further. She buys a new, somehow she finagled, she got a new truck. She wanted, I forgot, what. whatever, it doesn't matter what she wanted. She got a new truck. And literal day, I want to say she had that truck for maybe two days. And then she went out of town. And she let him, the dude that she was seeing that was practically living with us, who had a son that I didn't know for a couple of months, um... She let him drive the truck with no no supervision or anything. Just let him drive her brand new truck. And I'm like, you've only been dating this man for a few months. It could not have been more than four, maybe five months. And I'm just like, I could see letting him drive the truck while you're still in a city, but you thousands of miles away, you're just going to hand over the keys and you just got this truck two days ago. So I bring this truck up because it led to a moment of hmm, it led to a moment of I almost caught a case. Let's just call it what the fuck it is. He's driving this truck and I get at the time we were both on my easy tag. Uh, it's like, a you know, for the for the highways, so I have an easy tag account and she was on my easy tag account. So she had a tag in her truck and I had one in my car. So he's driving her truck while she's not there and breathe. I mean, like it was like he was going in circles just to go through the easy tag. He racked up y'all over a hundred dollars in easy tag charges in less than a week on two, maybe three actual toll uh, actual tolls. Like he was hitting the same tolls over and over again so much within like four days. He charged a hundred dollars, over a hundred dollars. So when that money got yanked out of my account, I was like, hold them. What the fuck? I'm like, I'm sitting here doing the math. I'm, I feel like Shanae, like, mm, no, no, see when I go to work and then and she go to work. And I'm like, but this something is not adding up. So I log into the account and I look and I can see every hit and I'm like, where is this? I'm like, he not even going anywhere. It would be, it wouldn't be different, but I could at least understand having a lot of charges. If you were driving to the South side on the beltway, you were driving like a three mile radius. You were going nowhere and kept going through the tolls. So I went off. I was at work. I, I said it the fuck off. I was like, you, for your sake, I suggest you call and get you a new toll tag to, no, I didn't even say that. I said, I'm dropping you from my toll tag because 
I don't know what the fuck kind of life you live or what kind of life he live where you just drive somebody else's vehicle going through the toll tap with no care. Like you don't give a fuck like somebody got to pay for that shit and you know good and fucking well that that tag is in my name. You should have told him before you went out of town not to be doing that or if he was going to do it, you should have kicked me some money. But you didn't know because you don't know what he doing. Fast forward, you find out he's seeing his a baby mama and other girl, whatever, whoever. He going to see whoever the fuck he fucking other bitches. Like, we know what the fuck it is. He in a brand new motherfucking truck. His girlfriend is out of town. He can do whatever the fuck. He, and he was a reasonably good looking man. He was out there chasing all the kitty cat. And y'all. This it's just such a great it's so much stuff that's happened. It's hard for me to even unpack it all. She tells me, Oh, well, I found a used condom in his bag, but I didn't say nothing. And I'm like, first of all, who the fuck puts a used condom in their bag? Like, why would you have that in your backpack? That is what toilets are for. Get the flush. Like, or if you have to take it with you, I, I mean, throw it outside or throw it in the trash when you at the jack in the box or something like, why would you put it in your backpack? She goes through the backpack. She finds it. She sees it. She don't say nothing. I'm like, so, you know, this, you know, he cheating on you and you're not going to say nothing. But meanwhile, you still financing him and you team mom for his so-called flag. I mean, uh, arena football, which is probably flag football, which is why I said that at first. You're not going to say nothing. I'm just I'm like, you know what? These trials and tribulations that you're going through, like, I, I don't have time. I was like, but what I what we will do is we're going to unlink any kind of monetary um, commitments we have to each other. So you gonna have to get the fuck off of my easy tag account. How about that? And. After that, I just I checked out like I literally started hitting the ground. I found me an apartment. I moved out a whole month early. I was like, fuck everything about this. I need to get the fuck out of here. My friend Nikki wanted to. My, <laughs> listen, y'all, when I tell you Nikki is like my ride or die because she was like, I will come over there and I will beat that bitch ass for you. I know you can't do it, but I will do it for you. And I'm like, Nikki, calm down. No, I ain't got to calm down. That bitch, she tried it and she need to get her ass kicked. I'm like, just calm. I mean, I had people at work, like friends at work, like, what the fuck is wrong with that girl? And then everybody making a joke. I mean, well, shit, if she tricking off like that, you need to give her my number. And I'm like, I just want to be done with this situation. Um, I moved out a month early and, it, and I didn't even say anything. I didn't tell her the day I was moving. I found some movers on, I don't know, Craigslist or some shit. They came and he was there. No. <laughs> Sorry, I just remember he was there when the movers came, which I was not expecting. He had his son in the living room watching TV because by this time she bought a new TV because he can't go without a TV in the living room so he can play play uh, play PlayStation. His son is in the living room and I'm like, who the hell is this kid? Plates are in the middle of the floor. The kitchen looks like a disaster. And I'm like, you can't even clean up behind you. Like, what the fuck kind of man are you? You in somebody else's house and you you have so little respect for this woman that you disrespect her and her belongings. And I'm like, but and don't even give a fuck that it's a whole nother grown ass person who live here. Like, I don't want to come home to plates being in the middle of the living room on the carpet. Anyway, the movers started moving my stuff 
And I'm like, okay, his son is here. Where is he? He's in her room with the door closed. He in there rapping over some beats. And I'm like, I can hear him through the door. And I'm like, this makes a lot of sense. So, uh, of course, you are a wannabe rapper. Of course, you're a wannabe rapper. Of course. It just makes so much sense. Anyway, the movers came. And I guess he heard. So, he came out and was like, what's going on? And I'm like, I'm moving. And he was like, oh, okay. He was like, you need some help? I said, I sure don't. Thanks. Moved my stuff up out of there. And I was gone with the wind. I told her I'll be back to clean up. Which I did. I went back and I cleaned up the room in the bathroom, you know, vacuum and all that good stuff. I was out. And after that, we didn't talk. Um, she called me once to ask about the rent because I, I was trifling. <laughs> I was trifling and I forgot to pay the last little bit of rent for like the, the prorated amount. I paid it, but I paid it on the 4th. So they were like took some of the money out of the deposit because I paid it late. That was my fault, but she called. And so I told her, you know, I forgot to pay it, but I did pay it, you know, and uh, I paid the penalty. So it's fine. And she was like, oh, okay. And she was like, well, how's, how's the cat? Because when we first moved in together, you know, she was like, oh, you know, my mom stays on this farm. She has all these cats, you know, let's go get a cat. We go get a cat. Um, we've had this cat for the three years that we lived together or three and a half that we lived together. And so we had a conversation about the cat when we decided, I was like, well, I'm not renewing the lease. So I don't know what the fuck you're going to do. And she says, well, I assume that you taking the cat. And I'm like, why would you make that assumption? You don't want to have a conversation about it. And she's like, oh, well, no, cause I can't afford him. And I'm, I'm sitting here at work looking at this email or text message, however we communicated. And I'm like, so you can afford to take care of a grown man and his son, but you can't afford $20 a month to take care of a cat, $20 for food and litter. That's it. That's all he requires. I'm like, you are a special, you are a special, special kind of trifling. You're a trifling ass bitch. And I don't want to be associated with your ass. So after that, I didn't talk to her again. And then I ended up changing my number. So whoops, good luck, everybody. Um, and that was that, um, we connect it on LinkedIn, but we've never talked, you know, I see she's still, you know, successful professionally, who the hell knows about what's going on in her personal life. I actually saw her on a billboard in the city when I was driving down the street and I was like, what the fuck? Okay, well, look at her big ass Caucasian head. And I mean, she has a big head, but then it was like magnified on the billboard. I was like, damn, that's a whole lot of cranium. Woo, good Lord. Good luck. Anyway, so my wrap up for this story, the reason why I told this story, because, and I know it's not a gay story, you know, it was kind of gay adjacent. Um, But I felt like it was very important. And I felt like it was something that you could identify with, whether you were gay, straight, whatever you identify as because a lot of people have this problem and my first you know lesson or whatever you want to call it from this is you cannot cannot listen to me friends you cannot buy love the shit does not work especially when you are a regular smegular ass person 
You can spend all the money you want. You can buy a person whatever the fuck you want. That is not going to buy their heart. They may act like it and they may be around and they may make you feel good. They may tell you everything that you want to hear. But at the end of the day, if you're using money to attract them, the odds are they are not there because they like you or because they love you. They are there because they like your finance. They like your financial position. They like that you are you are free with it. They like that you can provide for them. That, that's the way. That's what I was trying to say. They like that you can provide for them. It's that simple. Um, and I don't know if I mentioned this during the during the story about her meet. I did meeting all these guys off of Black Planet. You sure as fuck are not going to be able to find love on Black Planet when you're trying to use your money and status to woo these niggas. These are trash niggas. On, I mean, niggas are trash. But when you go at it from that angle, you can't expect anything but the worst of the worst. Number two, trying to go after guys you feel aren't as established as you are. You know, again, using your money. I, I kind of said that already, but using your money and your power and your status. But you're trying to use it as a power play in a relationship that is not going to work that is what she kept trying to do like she had this thing like okay if i basically wear the financial if i provide if i'm the one with the money if i'm the one with the job if i'm the one with the car then they gonna fall in line because they want what i have first of all you're already going about that wrong because you're not thinking about any kind of love or anything you were thinking you go you approaching these situations like they are a business transaction and that's how they approach it like well shit if you're gonna treat me like the, i'm gonna treat your ass like the atm that you present yourself as it just is what it is and you can't you can't be mad that it don't work out in your favor you can't go into it acting like you a ceo and you are opening up a, a brand new uh franchise and then it failed and you can't, be, oh, oh, well, you know, I was expecting love. Huh? What? No, that's not how that works. And last, and it didn't, it kind of happened to me in this situation, but it, I definitely saw it happen to her friends that were women. You shouldn't, it is a poor decision, y'all, to cast your good friends aside for a man. Now, if you have good friends and you get into a relationship like myself, when my friends get into relationships, I understand that dynamics change. I understand that the relationship, the friendship rather, will change. I usually fall back. I give you your more space because you want to spend time with your boo, whatever, all of that lovey-dovey shit that y'all love. I understand that. What I don't understand is getting into a relationship and completely cutting friends off and not talking to them or only wanting to talk to them when shit is bad. Like you don't get to turn into a shitty friend just because you are in a relationship and expect people to stay there and support you. That's not how that works because all you are doing is taking, taking, taking a friendship is not about taking what you can get from another person, whether it be emotional, physical, whatever the case may be. You don't just take, take, take from a friend and expect that friend to stay there for you. Because I saw, I was like, you 
looking at all the stuff that you are doing. I'm like, are you, I'm like, you don't talk to me about stuff until after you've already made a bad decision because you know, I'm a gut check that ass. But at the very least, I'm like, can you do yourself a favor and talk to some of your other friends? I know you're not going to talk to your family because you quote unquote, don't want them in your business, which is a crock of shit. You don't want to get chin checked because you know, you fucking up the church money. But at the very least, talk to your friends, your other, your, your, your girlfriends who are around the same age as you, who are having similar experiences with men. Talk to them. You don't want to do it. There's nothing I can do. But don't again, don't get mad because your friends are not there to support you after you don't kick them to the curb for a sorry ass man. Especially, especially if you have friends who have the foresight to tell you that this nigga is trash from the beginning. And that's all I have to say about that. Good luck to her. I pray that, you know, she didn't, you know, didn't get robbed or something like that because she really was just having anybody everywhere around her. But that ain't my business. Good luck, everybody. That wraps up this solo episode of Gay Side Stories. Again, you guys subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music. Rate and comment on the episodes, especially on SoundCloud and iTunes, because those especially help with our visibility. We want to try to reach a broader audience. If you have a gay side story or some wisdom to share, or if you just have some general comments, maybe you have a suggestion for a show topic, you can send those to us at GaySideStories at gmail.com or use the contact form on the website. Follow the show on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter as Gay Side Stories. We're on Facebook as Gay Side Stories. Like us on there. And we're on Tumblr as thegaysidestories.tumblr.com. As I mentioned last week, I'm going to start doing some something different or something new. I'm going to start doing on the Tumblr page. Um, more, to, more on that later. Um, again, at GaySideStories.com, you have all this info and more. Under the Extras header, you can see the Bar Chillshot drinks that we have featured and the Trill Minds blog. You can follow me on social media, Trillificent everywhere. Email at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Snapchat. Tumblr, all as Trillificent. You can find Chelshire on social media as well. My co-host, I did not forget about him. He is Chelshire at gmail.com and on Twitter. He is Jamie underscore Chelshire on Snapchat. And he is Chelshire underscore on Instagram. That's too much. You need to you need to get that shit together. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's all I have for this week, you guys. As always, make sure that you protect all of your walls, your vaginal, your anal, your penile, and your residential walls. Bye, y'all. <laughs>